Hello there. You're listening to Shay's Bills Podcast. And here's your host, Shilano. Hello. Welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Shilan. Hi. I always introduce myself like this every time I do the podcast. You should know it's me. There's no one else. <laughs> uh, anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, it is a Saturday when I'm recording this, so happy weekend. Um, this obviously probably won't come out till a weekday, so enjoy. Um, what's new with me? Um, just been working, saving. Um, I've kind of like mini small goals for myself, like and like been daydreaming kind of like wanting to upgrade stuff um just for myself more than content creating or anything like that but um mostly one get a new table <laughs> um i was thinking of getting a new chair but i'm i'm okay for now i think until it actually breaks on me i won't get a new one um and the table's a bit like it's tin but it's not sturdy, you know. When I move it, it moves. So everything moves, like the monitors, everything, the ar- the, the arm, the boom arm, the microphone moves even. So if I kick it with my knee, if I'm sitting cross-legged, it just knocks. So uh, that's great. Um, anything else? F one's back, so I'm, I'm slowly watching. Um, well, it's not actually back. It's it's the Netflix show Drive to Survive is back. It literally launched yesterday. Uh, I've only watched the first two episodes. Got emotional. Got teary watching it. Um, watching Zoe's accident again in Silverstone last year. That was scary. Um, but I'm glad he's alive and doing well. I'm back with Alpha Romero. I always struggle saying that name for some reason. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's that's really me. I don't have anything else to say. If you do want to check on me, you can check me on Twitter. I did have a gaming account, an Instagram account, but I'm locked out of it. Instagram doesn't like me very much. I finally got my podcast Instagram back. Finally, um, managed to get that one back, but I can't seem to get the Irish game or not the Irish gaming, the Shilano gaming uh, Instagram account. So I haven't I haven't had that in months. So that's a bit concerning. Um, I will hopefully get it. If not, I'm not starting another one. Fuck that. Just you can follow me the the podcast one, which Shay's Bulls podcast. I'll try to update that soon. Um But anyway, today's episode is about women's football, soccer, whatever way you want to call it. Um so it w- it started off with Canada's um national soccer team because I saw a TikTok um about them and I was like what's going on there I didn't hear about this so I I looked into a bit more um and yeah we'll talk about them in a minute and yeah other news in women's football um that's come up in the last weekend or so so yeah let's uh crack on by the way that's a new saying I've been saying that for a bit like let's crack on let's go or whatever um yeah don't know why cracking eggs maybe because I'm working breakfast I don't know could be that or is, what's the crack like? Do you know what you're saying? Whatever. Anyway, we'll just crack on. Like I just said, wow, my God, I can't stop. 
All right, so Canada's women's national team is one of the biggest teams out there. We all know that. We've seen them. They're <laughs> quite dominant. Um, the highest ranking they've had is number four in the world in 2016. Uh, right now, they're only sixth, so they've gone down two steps, ranks, really. With their highest scorer, with their captain, Christine Sinclair. Canada's first game was in 1986 against the United States, which was a loss. It was 2 0. But even with them hosting the World Cup in 2015, they proved that they were going to bring it. And they got up to the quarterfinals, I think. I can't remember what they against England. I remember staying up during that World Cup some nights. I watched the final. That was fun. I loved that. That World Cup was amazing. But why are they in the news? So basically, the... Association of Canada's Football League have decided to have some budget cuts and that includes the women's national soccer team. So what was going to get cut? Well, it meant that there was going to be... I can't read it. Where is it gone? My crap. I'm cross-eyed now. Oh, right. There we go. So sorry. Basically, the team were fighting for equal funding against the English men's team. For God's sake, I don't know what I'm saying now. Uh, the team said they were feeling frustrated, disrespected, and felt a lack of support. Oh, here we are. So they were cutting training days, entire camp windows, and missing players and staff were weren't going to be invited to the camps. Of course, the Women's World Cup is back this year in 2023 in New Zealand and Australia in July. It's literally around the corner. This is not going to help the team with any preparations. On February 16th, an announcement was made by the team that they will be wearing purple in the She's Believes Cup against the United States. Purple has historically been associated with efforts of achieving gender equality. A statement was shared on Twitter by the Canadian Soccer Players Association before the game. The team came to training wearing unbranded gear and wearing the jerseys inside out, not showing the press to share and send their message. And that's where I saw the TikToks, you know. So I was wondering what was that about. So since the protest, the national team, they have been threatened by the Canada Soccer Association. They will be taking legal action against players if they didn't return to work or play against the US. They will go to court, basically. But the Canada Soccer wouldn't want that because that would cost millions. And they clearly couldn't afford that if they were going to cut the women's team before the game against usa the canadian team wore enough is enough on their purple shirts before the match the u.s women's squad also joined them in the middle of the pitch for a moment of solidarity the canadian team wore enough is enough as well on their they had these kind of rubber bands armbands around as well but they were also including that they were wearing um another band saying trans joy to support trans rights after the match captain sinclair said we are exhausted the first 10 minutes were rough but only so much people can do but proud of the fight it was a lack of effort tonight we continue the fight and we move on where the brazil team showed their support also recent years like the republic of ireland usa brazil england and australia have gained equal pay in teams but so many more need to follow these countries with the actions they have fought to get the pay i know especially with the irish team they have fought with the fai to get uniforms 
and the same facilities as they meant. Uh, I remember there was only five or six years ago that they were fighting and made an announcement that they, they were forced to change in public toilets in airports for matches. And not even that, like just a year ago, we heard about Leinster rugby team women's um, that they had to change in a facility that was literally disgusting. Um, you know those cargo metal um, containers they use on shipments? Yeah, they were made to get changed in one of those behind the rugby pitch, which wasn't even a changing room. It was disgusting. And that was a massive uproar here, uproar here as well. Also, with the news, that's all that's happening with Canada. So, the other further news, um, we heard the captain of the French team, Wendy Menard, has stepped down as captain and the team before the World Cup with a statement on Instagram saying, quote, I have defended blue and white and red shirt 142 times with passion, respect, commitment and professionalism. I love France more than anything. I am not perfect, far from it, but I am no longer except the current system which is far away from demands required at the highest level. It is a sad day, but I am necessary one to protect my mental health. It has a heavy heart that, with this message, I inform you when my decision to take a step back from France team. Unfortunately, I won't play in the World Cup under these conditions. Renard was one of the best footballers in the country and with their coach, Corinne Darcy, who has been in charge of the team since 2017. When Darcy took over, she stripped Renard of the captain's armband before giving it back to her in 2021. That's a very long time. Friday um, on the 24th of February, striker Marie Annette Katu and Ford, I, I'm going to try to pronounce his name, I'm so sorry if I said it wrong. Danny also announced that they were putting their international careers on hold. Um, They both said, I decided to put my international career aside until the necessary changes have been made. Uh, Renard's um, announcement blows because France hopes to possibly win the World Cup as they were in the Group F the year against Jamaica, Brazil and a country I've never heard of called Panama. 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 I'm going to keep saying it. Panama. Panama. I'm going to find out where that country is. (laughs) Okay, Panama is a country in South America. So that's why I didn't know where it's. And I probably mispronounced it. I will find out from some people from work who are Spanish if I'm pronouncing it wrong. But it's near San Jose. Um, that that's all I know of. In other news in women's football in Japan, it's been rumored that none of the Japanese games for the women's team in the recent Chibli's tournament have not been available for fans to watch due to the Japan Football Association have been unable to find a broadcaster for the matches against the United States, Brazil and Canada. Former player Nagasato who was with the winning team uh, who won the World Cup in 2011, said it's not good enough as they've been failing to promote women's football in Japan. In 2012, the star player Homer Swa slammed JFA for booking the Japan women's Olympic team into an economy class while the men's flew business. 
Ouch. Japan needs to get some sorting, it seems. Uh, Ireland's team have announced a new player for the women's squad. Uh, a new player called Deborah Ann de la Hap, uh, who's an Australian born who had previously played for the Pert Pearls, if I believe is that's the name. Uh, so to play in Ireland's team, you have to have some ancestry or distant relation or whatever so her mother's from Ireland so that's how she got in to the Ireland squad. Deborah's only 22 and is a wing back. She will be available for Wednesday's game against China in Spain which is next week so we wish Ireland good luck with that and I'll hopefully be uh, able to watch that if RT is going to be um, streaming it hopefully or broadcasting it I hope. Okay update yes um, Ireland and uh, versus China Oh, China, whoops. Um, it's gonna be from one o'clock Irish time, but it's oh, it is gonna be live. Perfect, that's grand. I get a one o'clock, that's lunchtime. Perfect, even better for me. I get to watch it and have my dinner. <laughs> Great. Other news there has come to a recent announcement. Apparently, this is rumor now, this, so it can't, it might be true, it might not be yet. That visit Saudi um, tourism will be rumoured partner for the Women's World Cup in this year, if you know. Well, well, yeah, that's, that's, all. no, I'm going to keep going. Not impressed with this at all. Um, it has come to a massive uproar with women's football community with the US striker Alex Morgan calling it bizarre. Absolutely. Uh, Saudi Arabia's human rights record has previously described as appalling by Ancestry International homosexuality and gay marriage are illegal and making the potential sponsorship upsetting and unsettling for the tournament which has a number of prominent stars being gay and has LGBT community in the football scene. Arsenal's Vivian Media mid I crap I can I had it earlier mid mid I'm just calling her Viv because I know her from Arsenal come on uh, shared her thoughts with her ad uh, column quote saying it is hard to believe but apparently fifa thinks it's a good plan to take a visit saudi as a sponsor for the upcoming women's world cup so that country as the sponsor of a tournament which where 32 women teams will compete with many teams in which outspoken girls play who fortunately are not ashamed of their sexual orientation fifa it's always busy making campaigns, expressing how everyone is welcome, and then to think that this sponsorship deal is a good idea. The worst part is I'm not even surprised anymore. FIFA have shown many times that they were like doing whatever they want. Of course, they should be deeply ashamed. End quote. Uh, Saudi Arabia's women's football team uh, league was only launched two years ago. Well, three, technically, sorry. Uh, we're in 2023. Uh, in 2020, two years after the women were only permitted, only permitted to attend women's, um, 10 football matches. So if you think about it, women were never allowed near football or sports. In January, the women's uh, national team hosted and won a four-team-friendly tournament in a bid to secure a first-ever FIFA women's ranking. Along with that, Arsenal... Because we're moving on with Viv, as you said. Um, Arsenal uh, women's pay rise increased to 13%, but still behind the men. According to Ben King's article with the BBC, the total wage bill for 
2021 to 2022 season was 4.3 million, giving an average figure of £98,000 across playing and non-playing staff. The salary of individual players are not declared, but England and Arsenal defender Leah Williamson is taught to be among the women's team highest earners, which is reported salary of £200,000. This compares the best paid male players, striker Gabriel Jesus and male fielder Thomas Partey, who are reportedly paid a similar sum every week. Wow, that shows you men's football, doesn't it? Adding up to 10 million a year. Female and male players also have individual endorsement deals with brands such as kit makers like Nike, Adidas, and so on, which will boost their earnings further. The salary pays male players reflect the huge revenues and generated by sponsors, TV deals, and gate receipts. Or what? Yeah, receipts. That's what it says. Uh, revenue uh, generated by uh, women's football are nowhere near as high, although they are expected to increase as the in- interest in the game builds. Arsenal women's team saw a 62% increase in turnover to £6.9 million in the year to 31st of May in 2022, boosted by the £8 million deal a year broadcast deal um, between the Women's Soccer League uh, with BBC and Sky in 2021. Match day revenue also increased by £532,000 with four games held in Emirates Stadium attracting cow... uh, Wow, I was going to say cow crowds of 10,000 or more. I can't speak, I'm so sorry. I'm tired. (laughs) And uh, with that, uh, Arsenal... Manchester United and Manchester City seniors executives are among the members of working a new working group to set up and establish how the English women's professional game should look in the future, which was unable to read more. I was because the article was private. So basically, do you know when those articles, when you scroll to read the article, they're saying, hey, you have to pay to read this article. That just came up. So I only got a mini header of the article but what it said was Arsenal United and City senior executives were a few members of working group set to establish this looking hopeful as the CEO of Arsenal and former Knight director investment banker have been appointed by FA as consultant there we go to lead 10 uh, women's soccer league and WC clubs uh, hopefully with that. Along with that, um, West Ham Women announced a landmark partnership with a marketing leading virtual reality tool, Rizzle, in bid of to become one of the big elite clubs in English football. So this technology will be able to help the hammers with ranks, performance, enhancements, post-match analysis uh, and rehab and virtually training solutions which are great so hope for the best with that and uh, we'll see how that works out for them and maybe other um football teams will follow so it's it's 50 50 it's good for the company it's good for them and finally to according to chelsea women's coach emma hayes uh, she said in an article, um, I think in The Guardian, she says, women's football is quite a middle-class sport, in my opinion. 
Um, she said in terms of locations and pedigree of player, they're often coming from a suburban belt around the training grounds. She was astonished at the lack of diversity in last year's victorious England Lionesses. Uh, the absence of black players in the team with only three in the squad was becoming a more intensive debate over the tournament. Girls don't travel, she says. Um, boys in the academy game either have parents who take them wherever they need to go for training. Families won't let their girls go to games by themselves. It's going to have a parent lead and kids coming from the city. Often their parents are working and might not be able to have the same opportunity. We know that because um, uh, Alex Scott has a biography book out and she was mentioning that she would have to get escorted by um, someone to the matches or training because her parents couldn't come and it usually was a um, local community center member guy or that's the thing but yeah i can see what they're on about with the lionesses and um, diversity of um people especially with black um players there you don't see them and i remember there was an uproar of one of the former players of england that there wasn't many players of color being shown and she wasn't being played enough as well so um yeah that's a thing that needs to be tackled next especially with the lionesses and i hope to do it soon yep that's really what all the football gossip got for you so yeah that is the episode i hope you enjoyed it i will be next with another episode of history maybe from march because it is going to be from february to march now so we'll do another history video for new york i hope yes thanks for listening also probably we'll do an episode on um drive to survive drive to survive or f1 related because the, the first race will be baku and it was testing this week so i'm going to look into that more uh, myself i've been kind of dabbling on social media and watching videos and stuff but i'll be watching um ted's notebook soon about it so yeah thanks for listening i hope you guys enjoy whatever else your day and um i'll see you guys all oh 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 gosh of course i can't forget the one thing i was gonna mention <laughs> how silly of me so i am actually looking for a researcher and writer for the podcast it could be basically they're the same person for the podcast i'm most of the time as you can tell i write and research everything by myself I do find it a little difficult, but I am looking for hopefully another person to help me with it. If you do want to get involved and have um, experience um, with writing and researching podcasts, please let me know. Um, you can follow me on Twitter to find out, and there's more details after this the outro. You can find out on my socials there. But if you are interested, please let me know. And I can't wait to hear from you. So thank you very much, guys. I'll see you guys all soon. And Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Shea's podcast. Make sure to follow Shea's Builds podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shea's Builds Pod and Shea's Builds Podcast. And check out Chilano on your socials at Chilano.